Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, we're still enjoying some pretty warm weather and blue skies, yeah. Only this week, oh yeah, me young daughter Dolly's annual Halloween extravaganza. Yeah, a bit of a mouthful, wasn't it? But for some reason she's obsessed with it. Odd, really, when folks like uh, to use the occasion to scare people. Why is that odd? Well, I've got a permanent group of hideous things right here in me farmhouse. (laughs) Also, as a kind of family Halloween tradition, we like to tell our stories here on the farm. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a competition, I suppose, really. Uh, But for me, I always win hands down. Yep, I just read a full physical description of the wife Elsie out loud <laughs> yep not only does it get worse and more horrifying as years go by it usually terrifies everyone present too it's a kind of uh, what you call a combined hideous horror and traumatizing terror story especially if i also mention her mother yep that's the uh, m-i-l or mother-in-law satana troglodyte oh dear now she looks like, uh, how can I describe her? Well, a poorly carved pumpkin jack-o'-lantern. All year round, though, yep, not just for Halloween. <laughs> the kind you don't want to ever light up either, you know, or put on display. Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> It'll make her look a lot worse, I can tell you. Well, I'm not sure if that's even possible, but uh, anyway, as the years go by, she looks more like the way a carved, overheated pumpkin does by the middle of November. That's right, rotten, mouldy and saggier than an overstuffed paper grocery bag in the rain. <laughs> yep, plain, unmentionable stuff that is here. See, her, her and the wife remind me of a real-life Halloween trick-or-treat rolled into one unpleasant package. The only way to trick them, though, is to hide the treats. Yeah, but you need to stand well clear after. Oh, a trog without its food. It's a very unhappy creature, I can tell you. It's likely to react violently if you take away the only thing in life it truly loves. Yeah, that's right, it's food supply. And large quantities of sugary candy tops the list of favourites. Odd, really, when no matter how many they gobble away, they never get any sweeter. (laughs) You know, after looking at the party proceedings, it was like having throwback farm rather than two medicine farm here. You know what I mean? Do dinosaurs really still exist? Well, <laughs> I should have just had a peek inside me farmhouse this week. It was like a mishmash of scavengers and predators all in one place, fighting over a couple of rotten fly-ridden carcasses. <laughs> oh, With B-movie actress come monster Satana Troglodyte on me farm. A dark cloud descended over the place. Yeah, one thing's for sure. We were the only family in Florida with a real-life horror on call. Just for one day. Uh, All week. Yeah, well, you've heard of someone overstaying their welcome, haven't you? 
Well, I didn't invite her to begin with. Overstaying for me is her hanging around for more than ten minutes. <laughs> See, she's taking a break from her horror movie shooting schedule for a few days. She's always in big demand with the guys that are fresh out of film school too, you know, hoping to make the latest, greatest show-stopping low-budget replica of a 50s B-movie. Yep, with a throwback to the bygone era herself featuring heavily in the cast. You know, in fact, most of the time she is the cast. Yeah, she doesn't need makeup, special effects, or wardrobe. <laughs> she never charges union rates and works mostly for food. Yeah, in fact, she's the world's most underpaid monster. <laughs> you should look her up on the, uh, you know, the old IMDb. Mm, that's the, uh, you know, Internet Monster Database. <laughs> I just call her the MIL or mother-in-law to you. <laughs> My daughter Young Dolly loves the traditional Halloween games too, like bobbing for apples. It works quite well, unless Elsie goes first. Why? Because she drinks all the water, then eats all the apples. <laughs> oh dear Elsie and her best buddy Beyond It. That's Beyond It, Brandisha Washington or BBW to her friends. are still working on the Battle of the Bulge. You know, and I don't even want to know if Elsie's tipped the scales over last week's record of £405 yet. In fact, she's more like to crush the scales, not just tip them. <laughs> the heavyweights focused on demolishing a good chunk of the party food offerings and left the guests wanting. Well, or should I say wishing they'd leave something others could eat afterwards other than just crumbs, eh? <laughs> this year, Elsie didn't bother with a costume and came as herself. Well, we couldn't find anything to fit her for one. Well, that's mainly because a tent is not considered a Halloween costume. <laughs> Add to that, it'd be quite dangerous, you know, with everyone tripping over the guy ropes. Or trying to hide inside there with her. I might add that's a fate worse than death. <laughs> Close up, she's like Uranus. Yep, very gassy, and a tent would hold it in quite well. <laughs> Beyond it wore a mask, yep, the ghoulish green and grey kind, only it didn't improve her looks that much. <laughs> Either way, me fireman Ding Dang was still ready to pursue her for a few slow dances. Hmm. I think she found it hard to see out the costume, though. You know, the mask was covering her eyes a bit too much, and I noticed that Ding Dang had the good sense to wear his steel toe-cap shite-kickers. I mean, I wouldn't want to stand on my toes. Oh, that'd be an hospital job, for sure. Ouch. <laughs> this time, I persuaded young Dolly to put on a selection of various music so everyone could enjoy it. I and mean, after all, a birthday bash was nothing but a fast house music selection and was far too loud, too fast and just ear-splitting. The only person that moves well to that is me, constant political commentator, neighbour or rush. Yeah, he's always rushing somewhere, poor mucker. <laughs> Add to that, I didn't want anything that caused the wife to eat me faster than usual. And you know, those old house beats certainly do that. Yep, yeah, it's not 130 beats a minute with Elsie. It's more like 130 bites a minute. <laughs> We had a few surprise guests this time. The most unexpected was a visitor from Tennessee. Yep, Mrs. Rush, yeah, or correctly, Nellie Waterford Nixon to her friends. Yep. <laughs> she's got at least three of them. Friends, that is, yep. <laughs> Nellie was visiting her husband for a few days. We didn't get to hear, you know, the reason, but it sounded pretty serious, you know. They don't get on at all. 
Add to that, she reminded me of me former hens. Yeah, poor old Rush is definitely hen-pecked. Regularly as well. Mm. <laughs> She's always moaning. Well, that's when she can squeeze it in between. Is endless Republican rhetoric, that is. <laughs> the pair of them don't sound like a broken record, just one with a very deep score. Yep, it never gives up. Talking of scores, they seem to continually have one to settle with each other. Well... What, what do I say? They were bare? Well, oh no, just uh, pure acid. <laughs> Swinger and nudist old Fred arrive with his housemate and me blind neighbour, old Lonnie, and the much younger Mrs. Fred. Well, <laughs> all the ex misses to be precise. She ran off with an also much younger bull at a swingers party a few years ago. Fred reckons that if they don't come back, it was never meant to be in the first place. <laughs> he was right that time, but you know you've got to love Fred's happy swinger lingo and justification for everything in his infinitesimal world of share and share alike. But the ex has stopped by to handle some unfinished business with Fred. Oh, I didn't want to ask. <laughs> I felt like just putting her and Mrs Rush together for a chat. <laughs> Luigi's Tori, me overcharging fairy driving tractor mechanic and Pashana Kondapindi, me Indian buddy, show it together. Yeah, it sounds quite international. <laughs> but there are reasons, yeah. First they're neighbours, yeah. Mumbai Mansion sits next to Ferrari Dreamland. <laughs> Luigi drinks alcohol and Pashana doesn't. Add to that, his wife has to run their 24-hour sea store whilst Luigi lives alone. Yeah, he's got an intimate relationship with his red Italian performance car and that leaves no room for anyone else in his life. Mm. Add to that, round here, the choice is somewhat limited anyway. I mean, he's got 12 cylinders to last over, whereas most of the women nearby have only one. Well, I'll just say they look that way at least, like one cylinder with legs, arms, and an ever-open mouth. <laughs> I suppose you'd say uh, a bit like a walking, talking, eating water heater, only less useful. On the other hand, they're very familiar with the local dirty brown well water. <laughs> Add to that, away from the party, it's been a quieter-than-usual week on Two Medicine Farm. I'm still in the metaphorical doghouse. <laughs> I don't relish the idea of catching any fleas from my farm dog. <laughs> Play, but uh, anyway, the day before the party, I had a quiet night in, shuffling through the DVDs and aged videotapes on the farmhouse library shelves. Uh, I got stuff spanning over 100 years, you know, horror, criminal, comedy, adventure, the works. But, you know, when you've uh, got too much to choose from, you get spoilt for choice, don't you? So it turned into, you know, Ned Nat's movie ramp, really, you know, a quiet night in, and everything seemed to be stuffed with violence to begin with, yeah. Kill Bill. It reminds me of me pet pig, old Bill. <laughs> so I dodged that one. Salt on Precinct 13. Do you remember that one? Oh, me, me young cat Charles does the music for that one when he walks across the electronic keyboard. <laughs> to that I never really liked ice cream vans anyway so if you've seen the film you know what I mean <laughs> then there was Death Wish 2 yeah another oldie you know a revenge story 
<laughs> but I always remember it was a first date with a wife, you know, was a, certainly a death wish. <laughs> the firm, you know, that reminds me of me, black sheep of the family. Yeah, me brother, lawyer brother, that is Nelson there. He's only a black sheep because he abandoned farming to become a lawyer. <laughs> Only difference is his clients out in the mob. Oh no, <laughs> they just act like them. <laughs> then I switch shelves. The sound of music around here, there are no hills. It's Florida after all, it's pretty flat. And there's no music unless you consider Elsie on snores, old Nan on chokes, and beyond it on various wind instruments. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, comedy. Nutty professor, you know, most days I think I've got an alter ego that's not a farmer after all, yep. <laughs> he hosts a radio show. <laughs> then I got to the bottom shelf. Home movies, all on the old videotape. Yeah, away from me, sweet daughter Dolly growing up. All the other ones are horror movies too. Mostly the wife, old Nan. And the M.I.L. again. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> There's even a tape of the first time Skip Nair, you know, me relative, appeared on TV. Yeah, in that America's Most Wanted show. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the entire James Bond collection. Well, you know, their escapism, all right. But when uh, it's always down to one man saving the planet, I'm not so sure, you know. Maybe it's because I see parallels, you know, uh... One humble farmer trying to save the earth from an endless flood of political correctness. <laughs> Climate crisis is all you hear about, isn't it? But what about PC comedy crisis? <laughs> oh, that's a lot worse, isn't it? So I headed back to another kind of comedy. The only opportunity for a break from horror. Blood and gore and improbable adventures. You know, well, there's a choice, wasn't there? Between Laurel and Hardy... And old Charlie Chaplin, you know, real gems, eh? I decided on both, you know. <laughs> Let me only escape from modern reality. After all, you can't tongue-tie the truth or the bleeding past, can you? <laughs> anyway, thinking of nightmares, I'm still having these really weird dreams. Uh, they've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a little nap and never in bed. This time, though, I think me dream was influenced by all this Halloween stuff in the air. Yeah, definitely. This kind of nightmare that ended up as a nice dream and then returned to a nightmare. Or maybe I should say the nightmare. Anyway, I was looking out proudly at me rows of lovely cabbages when I noticed a big patch of them had been cleared away. Oh. First, I thought someone had been in there stealing them. Or I'd been invaded by, you know, a bunch of them feral pigs. You know, they put away more cabbages in the afternoon than anything else. But then, my nightmare became clearer, as in the clearing, there was old Nan. Yep. The year-round witch, I'll call her in this one. <laughs> Standing over the biggest cauldron I've ever seen. It looked like it belonged uh, in a foundry, not in a field, you know. Nan was barking orders at me, fireman ding-dang but still managing to keep that ever-burning Siggy on her bottom lip. <laughs> she was telling him to fetch more cabbages, and he obeyed her like a zombie. Well, actually, he always looks like that in the morning. <laughs> anyway, uh, when he returned, the old crow told him to throw the cabbages in the pot. Then, out of the blue, 
me camper come farmans, Quinton and Coagulate showed up, with loads of firewood, banked it up underneath the cauldron and lit it all up. There was soon a healthy-looking blaze under the big cast-iron pot. The old crow screeched for more firewood and then screeched for more cabbages. Yeah, she loves to screech. By now, I was feeling a bit distraught, seeing all me uh, lovely brassicas going in the boiler. Mm. Then the nightmare started to fade and turn into a dream. Yeah, I noticed something else in the pot. Yeah, the wife. Elsie. I could only see her head, you know, poking out above the old witch's stew. <laughs> I don't know why. Only rational thoughts entered me head at that point. Mm, dream or not, rationality took over. Naturally, old Nan would get the blame. I could just see the defence attorney now and hear her words. Yeah, it would definitely be a female attorney spouting lines of sympathy garnering words. Well, Your Honour, my client is 95 years old and had temporary delusions of being a witch. I hope you'll be sympathetic and lenient considering the plight of this poor, unfortunate, senile senior. <laughs> if only her and the judge knew the truth. <laughs> oh dear. Then I heard Elsie's voice calling from the simmering stew pot. Ned, Ned, Ned. Oh, God. I just thought. I just smiled. And there it was again. Ned, 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 Ned. Yeah, I woke up to a real-life nightmare in the middle of the Halloween party. <laughs> yeah, the wife asking me to reach down six boxes of candy from the top shelf in the kitchen. Oh dear. <laughs> now that was a genuine nightmare. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Old Nan and her buddy Toshiko Zuki, Miloy, brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson, Natter's wife and Beverly Hills, sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother, <laughs> is still here, keeping me awful ancient parent, old Nan company. Mm. She celebrated at the Halloween party, but Toshiko never did that back in Japan. You know, she celebrated in August. Not because she doesn't know what day it is, but... Uh, <laughs> There's a different ghost storytelling event over there called Obon. Yeah, I don't know much about Obon, but it's uh, more of an oh dear when you watch the old bird tipping back the whiskey and chomping down on a huge Havana cigar. <laughs> As you might recall, old Nan has taken a shine to our new mail carrier. Yet Virgil made the awful mistake of being nice to the old crow, and she thinks there's a sporting chance with the sprightly, stooping 64-year-old mailman. He only works part-time, yep, two days a week. The other mail guy calls him his sub. So maybe that's why Nan considers him a pushover. By <laughs> the way, she's been ordering things online this last week. Of course, none of it fits in the mailbox, so he has to come to the door of the witch's cavern where old Nan patiently waits for his arrival. <laughs> I don't think he knows 
what's really in store for him on the other side of that door. A calculating old crow ready to nobble him at a moment's notice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me usually scruffy fireman ding-dang has been paying a lot of attention to the wife's buddy beyond it. After all, you can hardly miss her. <laughs> Away for a few trips around the Halloween party dance floor, she's been back and forth to ding-dang's trailer on a regular basis. You know, I was hoping she'd stay there permanently. <laughs> but Elsie's always enticing her back with plenty of free food. After all, ding-dang stocks up on nothing but beer. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's Southern quote. I feel like I've been chewed up and spat out. Oh dear. <laughs> Maybe even Ding Dang was taking on too much when he decided to play with Beyond It. Oh dear. <laughs> We recently rehoused campers Quentin and Graglet have been in hiding for the week. Things are quiet with the cabbages and they finally weatherproofed their little tin can trailer for rain, winter or both. Apparently Quentin has returned to painting nudes. Oh dear, you know, I've seen the first two volunteers arrive at the barn. I just hope they're prepared for Quentin's wandering brushes and oils. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, next up I mention Elsie, the wife's favourite subject, food of course, yeah, but I'm not featuring her private recipes and ideas for cooking again this time. Oh no, I just can't face her revolting swampy offerings. Add to that, I'm not featuring any more of her 10,000 calorie specials for now either. As you know, I still cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. <laughs> this week, though, shock horror extends to Elsie's diet. Oh, dear. She announced her plans to try a new one. It's called Elsie's West Palm Beach Diet. Mm, she got confused. Well, maybe she's... See, she read about this diet with the word beach in it. Only that one is quite different, you know. The other beach diet is about what you eat. While Elsie's West Palm one means lying on the beach in the sun all day and doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until you get hungry again, of course, that is. (laughs) Maybe she should chat to me about diets after all. Elsie's pet pig, a me namesake Ned Jr., is down to a more sensible weight now. He can even walk. (laughs) He's on the thing called Ned's Special Diet. I've been on it for years too. Low calories and far too much exercise. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate new to Swinger Old Fred's house is still the hottest venue in North Florida for a unique Swingers party event every Saturday night. 
It's called Do You Know Fred? I wish I didn't actually get to bring a bottle, bring your wife <laughs> and potluck dishes for the all-night buffet. Fred gets to meet those like-minded folks and old Lonnie eats his way through stacks of free food yeah, with a big smile on his face. So when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's party theme was simple. Witches and warlocks. <laughs> Oddly original round here. Old Nan's ears pricked up when she heard her name mentioned this time though. <laughs> so straight, you know, old Fred's only interested in young witches, not old crows. My eateries dropping on me course. Anyway, come Saturday night, the place was brimming with point hats and cinnamon broomsticks. And that was just the warlocks. Mm. As usual, the mix was out of whack. Fifteen warlocks to only five witches. I guess someone would have to drum up a kind of spell pretty quick to resolve that issue. <laughs> Fred was ready with his version of magic, though. Yeah, he suggests everyone get naked quickly. That way, there'd be no wizardly prejudices. At that point, I headed back home the moment he made that suggestion. Yeah, well, I might be a wizard at some things, but not when it comes to Fred's wild parties. <laughs> Add to that little piece of drama, me long-lost relative Skip Natter is still living at old Fred's place. But this week, he's decided to use some knowledge from his time in the Australian outback. Yeah, Skip's gone walkabout which usually means he's getting ready to run again. Either way, it's always a relief for me, yeah, not seeing him. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old mother, old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> Well, this time old Nan remembers another of our long-lost relatives, yet perhaps long-lost for good reason, I'll tell you. <laughs> See, we've got far too many relatives anyway. This time it was a memory about me great-aunt Ada getting tossed by a bull. Yep. <laughs> Enough innuendo in there to start an innuendo club. <laughs> anyway, I always thought it was the other way round. <laughs> oh dear. To start with... I'd heard this one before, but I could never work out what she was doing in the middle of a field to begin with. That was until I remembered a peculiarity of the Death family. Yeah, that's old Nan's maiden name, but they uh, they say D-Arth to make it sound better. Yeah, that's why I always call them the Deaths. Yeah, they're the bad luck side of old Nan's family, really, you know. Anyway, back to the odd feature. See, the women all look a bit like cows. <laughs> but the weird thing is the old bull didn't sneak up behind her, you know, like, uh, you know, a bull usually does with a cow. <laughs> oh, he attacked her head on. So maybe great Aunt Ada looked more like a bull. <laughs> After all, bulls are pretty territorial, you know. But so are the deaths. In that part of the world, yeah, it's all fences, hedges, and walls where they come from. You don't need to worry about bulls, well, unless you walk on all fours, of course. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of road books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. (laughs) Okay then, I end up with only one new book review this time round. It's called Deciphering Dick Dialogue by A. Dick Jr. (laughs) (laughs) This book is aimed at folks trying to deal with a problem that's close to home than you'd like to think. Abbreviations in text messages. Mm, I hate them. The author reckons everyone's heard of the simple LOL type, but not the more advanced kind. It's like that one, not it HMU? Yeah, you know, hit me up. I just want to ask them how hard. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Oh dear. So I took a look through this rather sad little book and picked some of my favourites from A. Dick's comprehensive list. Mm. Few are more than three letters too, like this one. Um, I L M P I M A. Hmm. Yeah. I've lost my phone in my ass. <laughs> then there's I C C. I can't communicate. Well, I thought that was obvious, Mr. Dick. <laughs> then there's A A D. No, 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 not A D D. No, this one's arrogant and dysfunctional. Hmm. <laughs> TD, total delinquent, now we're getting there. Mm. I wanted to add OC, old crow, for me mother, and Taz, you know, T-A-S. No, not Tasmanian devil, but close, trouble and strife. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yep, up there with the books, M-B-N-D. My battery's nearly dead. <laughs> yep, a bit like this book, oh dear. But before I leave it, the author kindly summarises efforts with T-L-D-R. Too long, didn't read. <laughs> so at first I thought, that's rude enough for the compost heap. Mm. Then I considered the author's hideous life as a phantom text expert and decided to break all my new rules and burn it quickly. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Italy and it's not a revolting foodie one. Well, it does include edible objects. It's called the Carnival of Ivrea. It's a battle of oranges and has its origins in the 13th centuries. Mm. Oh dear, you know, you don't eat the oranges though. Oh no, you throw them at other people and before your mind wanders too far, I should mention they don't have to buy them at five bucks a bag from the grocery store like we do. Oh no, they're supplied free by the local orange growers. That's a good job because the ensuing battle goes through tons of them. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lennart Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. I hate to mention it, Ned, but your brother Buck is getting vulgar. Mm, well, put it this way, vulgar, more vulgar than usual, he tells me. He used to see women in the street wearing fanny packs. Mm, disgusting. Disgusting. That's what I thought. So, Ned, maybe you could straighten things out for me, old chap. I haven't got a clue what he's talking about. Please, give me a call back. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I just love the way he actually introduced himself on me voicemail. <laughs> you know, it's if I know someone else who actually sounds just like him. <laughs> anyway... Let me translate it for you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and old Nigel is totally confused. This time, it's a fanny pack. See, Nigel thinks oh, Buck's just being highly vulgar. Well, I'll be giving you the short version, though, Nigel. Buck reckons he used to see a lot of women in Pennsylvania with fanny packs. Well, Nigel, I can understand why you'd think Buck is being vulgar. You know, Nigel, he, uh, I even find him vulgar to look at. <laughs> but Fanny in England is different from Fanny in the US. And by that, I mean biologically too. Yeah. A British Fanny is at the front and a US Fanny is behind. <laughs> I just think you uh, confused you further. Of course, a woman in the US is the same as one in England, Nigel. It's only the word that's different. No, not women. Fanny, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let me cut to the chase before I get all tongue twisted and a real mess here. A fanny pack is a kind of bag that a woman straps around her middle like a belt. I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and Continent political commentator neighbour of Russia Stonewall Jackson Farm to listen to the latest second-hand news in the right centre, and all in small instalments. Yet with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. Our other politically challenged and motivated neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, is in California, and Rush is still focused on his new segment and has forgotten all about the current 
Democrat rhetoric. Although his politics are always on track, he decided that conversion is better than preaching. <laughs> Rush is leaving the preaching to the preacher from now on, so here's his latest contribution there in that show. Yep, how to become a Republican. And here it is in his very own simple words. Oh dear. <laughs> Remember to use the GOP dictionary to look up the word Democrat. You'll see it actually means only two little words. Higher taxes. <laughs> oh gosh, that was definitely a statement. But before I could say anything, his words tailed off and he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush has always got to go and flush. But late that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep, being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, fixing old Fred's broken fence for him. You know, after one of Fred's happy-go-lucky party people drove right through it and into Fred's pool. <laughs> According to Rush, Fred's an independent voter and Rush is set to change that for good. I just hope me conservative buddy old Rush finishes the fence in time for the next party. Why? Well, because if he gets to witness Fred's lifestyle or his odd guests, he might be happier with him staying in the independent camp after all. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice's growing collection of pet chickens seems to be doing well, and she added a few more exotic specimens to assortment. Yeah, Alice reminded me how the Samhain is on upon us. Yeah, Alice is all for the old Celtic celebrations that predate Halloween. Be like old Nan, really, you know, after all, she predates most things. <laughs> Add to that, Alice did me next tarot reading. Well, I'll just say it was promising, but you know I told Alice I need more than promises right now. Oh dear, she suggested I spend a few more days in her zen room. Add to that, she said I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me. And baffled me with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Wolf spiders carry their babies on their backs. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen them once in a while, you know. <laughs> it's an amazing sight, another miracle of Mother Nature. Yeah, of course it is, but away from nature some days. I feel like I'm carrying me old farm on me back. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, I got a call from Davinia in Dayton. And she wanted to let me know that she read this really disturbing article. It detailed how 20% of people didn't know there were tomatoes in ketchup. <laughs> and that has to be the oh dear, 
of the year, Davinia. Yeah. Here at Two Medicine Farm, the wife Elsie couldn't start or continue a day without ketchup. For her, a life without ketchup wouldn't be worth a living. Hmm. Now there's a thought. Hold the ketchup. <laughs> My second item comes from George in Georgetown. Very nice. Maybe he's the owner. <laughs> anyway, he's called me about this really troubling news. He reckons a few states have recently issued non-binary birth certificates. And George thinks... This is ridiculous. He reckons the parents aren't giving the poor little nippers a chance at making their own decisions later on in life. You know, George, you've got a very good point there. Mind you, uh, you know, I've seen a non-human birth certificate. Yeah. They were both issued to the wife and her mother. Well, that, that was when, you know, there wasn't a choice. It was about necessity back then, you know, the potential legal and ethical reasons of classifying them in any other way. After all, you know, they only had the normal choices back then, male or female. Yeah, you know, no other box existed. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again stop by and say hi the dubious command agent 50% is lining up with a new ad this week and he's got something really odd this time around <laughs> oh dear I'm looking through 50%'s latest offering and I'm really not sure about this one at all it might just be taking things too far this is the kind of ad where you can actually picture a real-life breakdown whilst you're listening to it. <laughs> anyway, here goes. You're just going to love our unique offerings here at Online Car Brokers, Inc. Yeah, we're sure to find you a deal like no other and never have to visit another dealer. So let's start with the deals of the week yeah we've got just the car or truck for you in our weekly top 10 countdown they're just waiting for new owners every one of them is not only under 300,000 miles but personally inspected by one of our in-house experienced mechanics tighten it up and run like hell so visit our website today to learn more at bangers choppers and smokers.net but don't forget our above board fixed price $100 delivery service yep 100 bucks anywhere in the contiguous 48 you'll have your new baby in only six days and to that remember our unique seven day guarantee on everything we sell it runs all your money back wait with every car this week only, our sales manager, Lenny Lemon, is <laughs> a complimentary set of all-new, all-weather floor mats. Yep, that's right, for free. So check out our unique online deals today. <laughs> you know, all I hear is black tyres, polished rust and sawdust in the clunky transmissions, don't you? <laughs> but that's making me think about a new truck. Well, something bigger, to be honest. Taking Elsie and beyond it to the store is punishing me old one. Yeah, the old suspension sagging. The engine is smoking. Oh dear. The only way around the problem is forgetting me regular farm truck. 
and go in for a full-size dump truck. Well, at least the unloading part would be a lot easier. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, fam, as we're getting older, some more than others, it's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face, think positive, and don't sweat small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>